Streaming only on Peacock. John Wayne Gacy killed 32. Straight from the killer's mouth. They want you to believe that I alone committed these murders. The new gripping six-part documentary series, John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. All episodes streaming now, only on Peacock. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And I am coming to you from really beautiful, sunny, a little windy Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I'm so grateful that you've joining me from all over the world today. And I believe that you have been attracted to this show by the spirit and that you're going to receive just the downloads that you've been praying about searching for you know there's a mantra that says whatever you're searching for is searching for you and i believe that you're going to receive exactly what you need today well how are you doing uh, i am doing really well uh, it is a beautiful sunny spring day here in the ATL. I'm looking out of my window at a, at a beautiful dogwood tree. Uh, we have lots of dogwood trees here in the ATL. Some of them are pink, some are white, but, but it looks like uh, I was driving down uh, my street the other day and for a second it looked like a winter wonderland, just so magnificent. It just shows the glory and the awesomeness of God. Well, I have a great show for you today, and I am teaching. So in part one, I'm going to be answering two questions from listeners uh, uh, from all over the world. And then I I have a great story uh, of a woman who had to admit that uh, she did have a a problem with alcohol. She made that decision. She's now a published author. Uh, it's, It's amazing. And I often tell people, there's no judgment here. Uh, I've never had a problem with alcohol, but I sure did cozy up with sugar. Can anybody relate to that? So um, your, your addiction might have been sugar, Oh, workaholism, controlling, uh, for some men, sports, but uh, we want to show you today how you can begin to work through those. For years, I conducted 12-step AANA uh, and codependency support groups. I'm excited about it, but I'm excited about answering these two questions. I love answering your questions. And if you would like to come on the air personally and let me coach you personally, live and in living color, email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and let's make that happen. And uh, speaking of Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com, visit my website and just take a look at some of my 
coaching testimonies from my listeners who um, live all over the world. It is amazing. I have a guarantee that if you coach with me for a year, you will not recognize the landscape of your life. I coach with my mentor, Pastor James Powers, this week, and it's always amazing. It's it's a sharpening of of who I am, and it's like a new awakening. Awakening, I got that out every time we coach, and uh, so check that out if you're interested. Let's do a discovery call. I'm a, a master coach, a law of attraction coach, and a professional counselor. So email me and let's make that happen. I'm I'm really open to listen to who you are and what your dreams are. Follow me on social media. Instagram is Law of Attraction Constance. Follow me on Clubhouse if you're on Clubhouse. Uh, Facebook is Coach with Constance and Twitter is LOA Constance. So I'm going to get to these two questions. Is there anything else? I think that is it. Oh, lastly, uh, I know this show is a blessing to your life. And I'm asking all of you to make a donation. I'm going to be working with some women in Port Harcourt. I got that at Africa doing training with them. And your donation would assist me in um, helping to prepare the materials for those dear ladies, empowering them all the way in uh, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. So you can do that on my website. You can cash at me, dollar sign, Constance Arnold. Or while you're on my website, you can just hit the big donate button and I'm thanking you in advance. Okay, so let me answer these two questions. The first question is, I want you to see if you can identify uh, with this question. I'm not going to read it all, but it says, Hi, Constance, thank you so much for your show. Since the pandemic, uh, maybe because so many people are home, there's so much talk about decluttering your life, your house, your car. What are your thoughts about this, and how does clutter impact the law of attraction? Wow. Okay, I'm going to be talking to you from a law of attraction uh, perspective, so... I believe that there's clutter in all of our lives. Ask me how I know. I've been really releasing things uh, in our house, in our cars, in our offices, on our phones. How many apps do you have on your phone? But I believe that since we've been home during pandemic, we've really noticed how much stuff we really have. So I believe that decluttering got that out, really activates the law of attraction. And that, in fact, when you make a decision to do that, it, it's one of the easiest and most effective ways to, I'm going to say, effortlessly begin to attract something new in your life because you're creating an empty space. I believe that when you want something new, you have to make room for it. You know, a lot of people are saying they don't have enough bandwidth. Uh, Constance, I only have so much bandwidth during the day. And since I've been at home during the pandemic, I just can't do anything else. But I believe that if you're feeling stuck, that it might mean that there's a lot of clutter in your home. It's, I, be, I believe that clutter is distracting and that it actually 
slows down creativity. I know in my own life, I have been letting go of some things because they no longer align with who I am. I'm in a different vibration now. So the clothes that I wore five years ago when I was going into my office every day, that is not who I am. And I had, I chose to release my really expensive uh, Giorgio Armani couture suit. And to be honest, I had to take a look at myself and say, why have I been holding on to this? It is no longer who I am. I was coaching a young lady about a decade ago, and she still had old pictures of her old boyfriend and was wondering why she could not attract love. So anytime you are shifting into new consciousness, you're in a different vibration. And many times things in your home just do not align with where you are going. So I believe that decluttering helps to get you unstuck because your mind is clearer. Uh, and if you're having problems letting go of some stuff, you may want to sit with it. I'm not an expert in, in decluttering. I'm talking from the law of attraction perspective. But ask yourself some questions. Does this bring me joy? Does this object or these clothes or these things align with who I am? Why is it so difficult for me to release this, uh, et cetera? And so remember, everything is vibrational. And so if something does not align with who you are now, why are you holding on to it? I think it has a lot to do with lack scarcity, and a fear mindset. Uh, if I let this Giorgio Armani suit go, and you're not really letting it go, you're releasing and investing it into someone else's life. But if I do that, you know, did I have a lack or a scarcity mindset? I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a designer suit and I pay so much money for it. But if in fact you're in the vibration of abundance, you can release that and invest it in someone else's life, knowing that when you desire to buy something else, that the abundance will be there for you. Uh, even Marie Diamond uh, in the movie The Secret, when she was talking to the guy about all of these different pictures in his home, and that's why love had not been attracted to him. Some of you may want to get rid of a lot of stuff and, you know, sell it and, you know, and get more cash for your stuff. It really doesn't matter to me, but you have to decide look at your home, look at your environment, look at your office and ask yourself, does this align with who I am? I believe that decluttering um, really creates a vacuum for better things. And, you know, I think there's a saying that nature abhors a vacuum and is ready to fill it. And the Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. You know, God is trying to do a new thing in your life. And once you create the space, the universe is going to feel it for you. I think you will be more open to ideas. So you, you are tapping or activating the law of attraction 
and you're not losing anything, but you're tapping into the law of abundance. And so that's my thinking around decluttering and the law of attraction. Open up, there's unlimited supply. I know in my life right now, I'm more of a bohemian in my clothing, bohemian kind of free kind of girl, whereas before I was more professional, what else, more designer oriented, but where I am in my life now, that's where I am, even my home, I'm looking at a bag over here, and I'm getting ready to take a lot of things that I haven't even looked at. Even my dog, Angel, she's got three or four little beds that I have for her. Some of those beds, she just won't even sleep in anymore. So I'm releasing those into other people's lives. Everybody see that? So it helps to get you ready and to posture you for what God has for you. It is expanding who you are. And I believe that when you declutter, you're using the law of attraction to support the brand new right version of who you are. All right. And more importantly, you're tapping into abundance. If you release it, guess what? There's more. You have the money, the provision, the resources to buy more. And I'm more of the Zen, even in my house, more of the Zen look, just the clean lines, just beautiful colors, etc. I've given away a lot of things that just don't fit me anymore. So that's my answer to that person's question all the way in Canada. Then my second question uh, says, Constance, thank you so much for your show. I hear you talk about many times about imagination and emotions. Uh, it's really hard for me to imagine. Why do you think our imagination and emotions are so powerful in manifesting and using the law of attraction? So I'm going to teach. Uh, this person is in California. Okay. In California. So let me just say to everybody. You're made in the likeness and the image of God. God is a visionary. Your imagination is a powerful technique. Uh, we already know Einstein said imagination is everything. It is the preview for life's coming attractions. So that means that whatever you want, you're going to start imagining it. And Napoleon Hill, who's the author of Think and Grow Rich, he says that imagination is the most marvelous, miraculous, inconceivably powerful force that the world has ever known. So while we are at home, some of us are still at home in the pandemic. I got my two vaccination shots and proud of it. Uh, we're going to be free to go out and do our thing. You know, we, we've had an opportunity to, to even imagine our new life or what our new experience is going to be. So I always say imagination is the force that takes you to places you have never been. And that life is really all of the images in our mind expressed out. So we already know that our subconscious mind 
processes images with emotion 60,000 times fast. I think that's what this listener was talking about. So you've got to have an image of the thing that you desire. Affirmations alone are not enough. You have to attach images to that. And so your imagination and your emotions create your future. So right now, if you desire, it's Sunday, so if you desire uh, on next weekend that you're going to go to, let's just say you're going to go to the beach, you know, you begin talking about that, but you also begin thinking about that in your mind. Oh my goodness, I'm going to be going to the beach, etc. And so we know that your subconscious is mostly impacted by what? Repetition, imagination, what? And emotion. And so just think of a time when you were really sad. If, sad. Uh, for those people who lost their jobs during pandemic, or if you've ever lost your job, you feel sad. You just don't think sad. There are feelings attached to that. Or when you fell in love or when you graduated from college, what are you feeling? You're feeling really great, happy, elated, blissful. So what I'm going to say is to choose just the top three areas that you want to manifest in your life. Y'all know I like to break it down. So, and then you're going to write it down first. I believe that writing it down really kind of like warms up your imagination. And then you're going to play it out scene by scene. What would it look and feel like? Because it's the feeling that gets the imagination, uh, that gets the manifestation, excuse me. So let's just pretend or imagine that you are planning a trip to, to the beach, to Florida. We're going to say Florida. So what I would want you to do would begin to write down scene by scene. So the first thing would be you traveling on the plane. And then you're in the plane. You know how when you get ready to land and you see the water on both sides. I would like for you to see that in your mind and feel that. You're excited. You can't wait until the plane lands, etc. That's what I mean by playing it out scene by scene. So you're thinking it and you're, you're seeing it in your mind with all of the vivid colors, the blue water, sometimes the green water. Don't you just love it? Okay, the next scene, what are we doing? We're living it in our imagination, scene by scene. You are sleeping in your beachfront room hotel, and you, you, you have your eyes closed on the bed. You hear the seagulls. You hear the, the, the waves crashing up uh, uh, against the shore, and you hear people talking. Can you see that? I just created a scene in your mind. So you're going to see that. You're going to feel that. What am I doing? I'm living out this trip scene by scene. 
and your imagination. Remember, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's a lie, and it takes everything literally. But it is most impressed by your imagination and your emotions. You have to attach a feeling to it. And then the last scene I'm going to share is that you're actually walking on the beach. You have your sunshades on, you put your sunscreen on your face. Uh, you can, uh, the seagulls are just flying all over. You're walking just on the shore. You know, you have your, your flip-flops in your hand and the water is coming across your toes. The sand is hot. It feels so good to be on this vacation. Does everybody see? I just took you in my imagination. So for this listener in California, that's what you're going to do for me, write out the different scenes first. They're saying that four minutes is enough to begin to reprogram your subconscious. You're gonna take your iPhone, you're gonna set your timer, and you're just going to dream. You're going to feel, you're going to feel, you're going to imagine, you're gonna put yourself in the scene. You're living from the end. Whether or not that's getting married, what would that look and feel like? It might be getting your new job, what would that look and feel like? Opening up your business, you're cutting the ribbon. What would that look and feel like for you? You got your first sale online. I'm working with some young ladies and, and they're launching their business tomorrow. I'm excited for them. What is that going to look and feel like? So you're living it out in your imagination and your emotions. And you've heard me quote this from the Bible. In the Old Testament, the, uh, God said, nothing that you imagine will be withheld from you. So when you merge together your imagination, fuel with emotion, you're talking about powerful. That is a powerful tool and technique. And when people say, Constance, I can't imagine. Yes, you can, because anytime you worry, it's what you are meditating and you're using your imagination. Oh my God, what if? If you are a mom and your son is out late, oh my God, what if he's in an accident? I haven't heard from him. And your mind just starts going all over the place. Why not take control of your imagination and just to begin to, a couple of times a day, just sit and live in your dream. You know, daydreaming is also good for the brain. I read that somewhere today. So I hope that these two questions around decluttering your life, opening yourself up to receive the new that God has for you, that aligns with who you are, and the second question around imagination and your emotions will really help you. So you see, when I hear people say, I'm just waiting on God, you're not waiting on God. God has already given us all things and everything that I'm sharing with you is just to align you, to teach you how to allow and to surrender 
to all of the good that God has prepared for you. You know, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. You know, it's so good. These are seem like very small things, decluttering and just taking four to five minutes. What would your life look and feel like at the end of the year if you just decluttered your house to prepare you for the new that God has for you? I know of a, a young woman, she wanted a new, a new car, but her old car was so junky and her garage was just in a in a hot mess, as they would say. And she cleaned out a car, kept that car clean. Uh, she was getting ready for the new, and miraculously, somebody gave her a, a new car, and her garage was ready to receive it because a nature abhors a vacuum and is ready to fill it. So everybody, uh, stay tuned, and I'm going to be right back with Miss Danita all the way from Arizona, and she's going to share with us just some miraculous story. Everybody stay tuned. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and so excited about my very next guest, my special guest. You know, it's something for me to talk about universal principles, manifestation, but when you see it and you hear it live and in living color, I think I just made that up, then it's something really powerful. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear something inspirational, it gives you faith. It gives you hope. Uh, it, it gives you expectation. So my very special guest is Miss Danita. All the way, ain't she pretty, y'all? Uh, <laughs> for those who are watching this all the way from Arizona. And when she first started coaching with me, she said, Constance, one day I want to share my story. And let me just say this up front. Any of my clients who come on, they're sharing uh, however they want to feel at the level that they want to feel. And so that's what it is. How you doing, Danita? I am well. How are you, Constance? I'm good all the way from Arizona. What's, yes. what's, the, what's y'all's motto out there in Arizona? What's I, think the, the, I think we're the city of the sun, and so by oh, Saturday, so. we hit 98 degrees, so. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. 90, I got my fan out. So, Danita, and I want to show people about transformation. Before you even start sharing, I literally do not recognize you. I'm looking at you, and I hear you, but I don't recognize your life. 
So I remember once I did a live call-in show and you called in. Do you remember that? And I you do. Were, you were so pitiful. <clears throat> I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Who is this little girl? And um, so then you contacted me for coaching. Why did you contact me for coaching? You know, it's funny. I don't remember. I went back into my, um, I think it was kind of your intake form that you do when mm -hmm. you get a new client. And I had to read why I even contacted you. And it was around, it was around um, being, I felt stuck and stagnant, mm -hmm. nothing particular, um, just wanted to get a little bit of motivation. And when I had called you, that was actually years, I think two years before I even started coaching with you when mm -hmm. I kind of felt the pulling, but I didn't go for it yet at that time. No problem. So you contacted me for coaching. You filled out this long coaching assessment that I make everybody fill out. And then we had our first session. OMG. What happened during that first session? Well, I wanted to get right into, um, I think, business. I don't, business. I don't really remember. And you were, you were pulling me back and pulling me back um, into more of focus on my codependency you know, I don't really remember those first few sessions. I just remember me trying to lead you back towards what I thought I wanted to work on mm -hmm. when the focus was more myself um, and codependency for the most part. I know, I believe at that time I was having issues with my husband um, and I, I thought the issue was him and we kind of went inward first. So those were the first few sessions. Right, because you, it's never the other person, it's always you. And so Danita wanted to uh, talk about her business. I'm like, oh, no, girlfriend, that's not the way that we're going because you are your business. You are your next promotion. You are your next manifestation. So with my counseling background, I knew I had to go. I had to go in. And with my uh, discernment, I'm like, I feel like Danita, something going on here. And the more we delve, and I told her that uh, I might be the first person that you've trust, trusted, right? And oh, yeah. uh, it takes a lot to open up and share, you know, just your soul. And I knew that about you. But the more we went deeper, and I'm like, I think she, I think she was born, I know I was born at night, but not last night. <laughs> I'm not that naive. And so what do we, what did you decide to share with me about yourself? Um, I mean, I would know we touched on our past. I was mm -hmm. raised by my father and he was not really there. And my mm -hmm. mother was not in my life. And we touched on that. Um, and then it grew into just the codependency I have. And especially with men, um, with stemming mm -hmm. from my father, it went into my husband and, and our relationship. Um, at the time I was married and I've been with my husband since I was 19 and we have two mm -hmm. children, uh, I have an almost 17 year old and a 12 year old. Um, and he's quite a bit older than me, uh, almost 20 years older than me. Um, yeah. and we touched on that. I was having a lot of issues with my husband at the time, ex-husband, <laughs> I guess we'll get to that, but with his gambling and, um, our relationship was very stressful and toxic. And then um, somehow you kept putting the mirror in front of me during our coaching sessions. And I didn't understand why this was coming back to me, mm -hmm. but it did um, the codependency. I started, you suggested I go to CODA classes and I didn't, I've never heard of CODA. I didn't know what you were talking about. Codependent synonymous. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I knew um, that was more than codependency. Yeah. I started go to CODA classes. Um, 
we started touching on my drinking. Uh, you know, my mother is substance abuse, um, alcoholic. She was Thank never you for in your honesty. Takes guts to be honest. You got a lot of po- folks listening to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. She um, always struggled with it. So I know that it ran in my family, but, and I knew I, dr- I knew I drunk a lot, but I've always kept it pretty clean. I, um, my husband would maybe gamble or we'd have a fight and I would drink that weekend, but I always maintained a career and I was there for my kids and I didn't want to, um, drinking was, I don't know, I was very dependent on drinking and somehow, I don't know how I don't, you know, our, our coaching sessions, I wasn't drunk. Like we didn't talk about, I don't party. I do not know how you were able to kind of get that to the surface. And that's something that I've held for a long time. Drinking is kind of secret. You know, it's how I cope. It was, I would drink on the weekends, but extremely dependent. And I didn't, um, I started, I think I started taking the, going to AA classes and when I went and decided to be sober, it, it wasn't, I didn't understand what that was going to be for my life, um, but it completely changed my life. That oh, was, the, I stopped drinking. How much sobriety um, do you have? I'm always amazed at that process it, in your life. It was New Year's Eve, 2019. So all of last year, which was pretty crazy year and then up to now, and I will never touch liquor again. And I, I didn't realize um, how much going sober brought up everything, you know, my, mm. it awakens you. It awakened me. I didn't recognize my husband. I didn't recognize, I, I started having to deal with issues that I would drink away. Mm. I noticed how um, my alcoholism, which you want to call it, and my husband's issues, how we played off each other. Mm-hmm. I would drink too much. And that was his excuse to do something. And then when he would do say, go out all night and gamble, I would be upset and drink. And when I got sober, you know, I wasn't that partner for him to kind of play off of. And I think that really tremendously exposed our marriage. Um, Let me make a statement, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you change, every relationship around you would change. That's the bottom line. And with Danita, because I'm a professional therapist, I recognize what was going on. She tried to fool me, but really she was shame. There's so much shame around addiction. Yours may be overeating, TV, shopping. I talked to somebody. They said they got like three or 400 tags on their clothes uh, in the closet. So, so for me, since I have conducted 12 studs, uh, AA, NA meetings and codependency meeting, I, I just heard little glimpses. I knew the first session, but I'm like, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to say anything. But when she made a decision, it was a difficult decision, uh, right? Oh, yeah. and, and so she went to, to the CODA meetings first. And then I said gently, I think you might want to take a look at an AA meeting. Why do I have to go to AA? I said, just go to one. And it's when she surrendered and, and made the decision. And now her life is unbelievable because when she gave up her dependency and the reason that all of us are just doing anything is to medicate the pain and the stuff that we've been through because it's too painful to recognize. And I love and commend you for that courageous step. I remember... I think he started out with, how about you don't drink next weekend? 
And even right there, I'm like, how do I not drink? What do you mean? It's, it's a Saturday. What do you mean don't drink on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. When I gave it up, um, like I said, it really exposed my marriage. My husband did not like me sober. You know, he's like, mm. you can have a few drinks. Like, what do you mean not drink? You know, and I mean, you, when you think about it, how do you have fun not drinking? How am I going to go out? How am I going to have friends? And, and it's funny because you do have to rebuild your life. I ultimately yeah. ended up filing from divorce with my husband, which was the hardest thing. Um, and again, the codependency, but I think with me being sober, I was able to get the strength together to leave. Um, you know, I, I had a career, I had the children, I, I wrote a book and was published last year. So I had things going for me. Yeah, I had these things going for me, but I couldn't live without him and I couldn't live without alcohol. And within this past year, um, I was able to leave that mm -hmm, marriage mm -hmm. and I bought my own house. Congratulations. And, yes, and my book is published and I'm well over a year sober. Um, I lost all my friends, but they weren't the kind of friends you need. So I am just a brand new person with a brand new life right now. And, you know, you didn't lose your friends. You, you know, AA says new friends, new, new places, new playmates you know, like new that. perspective. And so you're on a different vibration now. So God is going to send you people on your level or higher. And so when you made the decision, she walked it out. That's why I said, let's just start with the uh, weekend. She looked, I, I, you know, I, I looked, she looked at me like, Miss Constance, are you, what's up with you? That sounds crazy to me. Uh, but she, she slowly made the decision. I can't make the decision for any client, even when it came to her making a decision about the divorce. Once you awaken to who you are, once you awaken, you look around your life and the landscape of your being, you're like, hold up. This mm -hmm. isn't who I am. And so she started connecting with people in the group, receiving truth. And the Bible says, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And she made those decisions. I supported her. And I am amazed at how you just you're walking in your sobriety and the woman who you are today. I'm not surprised, but amazed. Thank you. And I, um, I'm surprised with myself. Like you said, I think when I started coaching, I didn't, I don't know what I expected. I expected you to maybe sprinkle some affirmations on me and maybe we're going, do some we're going deep <laughs> couples therapy. I didn't, I don't know. And now I look at my life and I don't recognize it's not even that I don't recognize myself now. I don't re recognize who I was a few years ago um, uh, in a good way. Mm. And it, the shame, you know, just forgiving that person that I was and the mother I was and the wife I was and just stepping into who I am now, I am excited. And, and it takes guts to come on my show with all of my listeners and just share your uh, story because you now have a mantra and so does Coda. You are only as sick as your secrets. And the interesting thing about you, we, I might, I might have been one of the first person that she was open and honest with. Remember oh, the yeah. first time I said I love you, because uh, I say that to all of my clients at the end of the session, and a lot of my clients are like, "Sure, she's just saying that." But I realized with you, because we've been coaching for how long? Four years. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, I think two, two or three. Yeah, I don't two know. or three. Yeah. But now she knows it. 
And so she's open and she's trusting. She's trusting to the universe and all kinds of things are happening in her life. So proud of you. Thank you. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, how did you feel about being open and vulnerable, which was something that you worked on and they work on in the codependency anonymous groups. Uh, how do you feel about being open with people and tell listeners, what are the groups like for you? Yeah, I think being open with you helped me be open with them. Um, and I think what you said it, you're only as sick as your secrets. Um, I thought I had alcohol under control. No one would ever know the truth with me and alcohol and my relationship with alcohol. Um, I had, um, had alcohol poisoning when I was young I mm. crashed a car before in my 20s. Like these I didn't things, know that. Yeah, these things no one knew, you know, because I, I didn't get caught and no one knew. And so I thought if I kind of kept my drinking to the weekends and under control, no one would know. So uh, I just wanted to touch on that when you said you are only as sick as your secrets, because there was no way I was going to give up drinking. And I, I would never have healed if I hadn't let that go. But the groups were very opening. I went to women's groups in CODA and with the alcohol, the AA, there's women, there's women only groups. And I felt more comfortable. Um, not that I have a real deep connection with women. I mean, I think you knew that I, I didn't grow mm -hmm. up with the mother. I did I think it was for me out of embarrassment, but that was the best decision I could make because they welcomed me with open arms. And that mm -hmm. helped me really establish those relationships with women as well. But open. I think I didn't speak the first few meetings in both. Which was, um, I told you that's okay. Yeah, I didn't speak. I listened. And that alone was the best part because I'm sitting amongst lawyers, you know, individuals who are in high school, I, everyone. And no one's story was, you know, no one's story topped another story. Everyone was loving and there was no judging. And me being a professional and this author <laughs> and mother, I couldn't be an alcoholic. But in that group, among other alcoholic women, I felt okay. So it was life changing. My headset almost came off. So where are you now? <laughs> um, where am I now? <laughs> okay. So you're divorced and you, you've walked through that. Because yes, divorced divorce as of is, December. Is, divorce is difficult. I tell people it was the most difficult thing. One of the most difficult things that I went through how are you walking through that? You know, I think with your help, enjoying the process, and mm -hmm. I think I even talked to you before, I'm like, I don't know, Constance, I don't have that happily ever after yet. What can I tell your fans? What can I tell other of your clients? Not realizing that what I've done already is, is amazing. So I am, I'm living and I am, um, I'm, everything that I would think I, I was, not comfortable doing I'm doing I'm hiking now waking up at 5 a.m 5 a.m on Saturdays when I, usually I would be hung over till about two or three in the afternoon so mm. <laughs> and when she says hiking y'all I think how many hours and it's up mountains and hills oh, yeah. and and all of that and you're connecting with the group so are you awakened to new gifts and talents that are on the inside of you I'm just curious about that I think so. You know, I'm still kind of in that, the self-discovery. I'm still mm -hmm. learning myself. I spent, I was drinking since I was probably 12 years old wow. and I mean, getting drunk um, up until my mid thirties. So I'm Thank honestly, you for your honesty. oh yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm learning myself uh, what I like and what I don't like. And then I was married at such a young age, you know, I'm 
was shopping with my kids the other day and we were going to get steak because I'm used to cooking my ex-husband's steak and I don't really like steak. And so just little things like that, I'm Mm. figuring out who I am and it's pretty awesome. You know, and I'm so glad that, that, that you said that you are discovering, you are awakening, you are looking at, you're thinking about, because you awaken sober to all of these possibilities that are in your life. So it's kind of like you in a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Especially processing things. Um, the reactions Explain I used to have. Explain that. Just the reactions I would have. Um, with the dependency on alcohol, you know, now, now I feel things, but with that feeling, if there's clarity with my thinking, I mean, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I'm able to really sit on something before I speak on it or make a move. So, and you know, you're so right, because the reason that we use anything, food, TV, uh, overeating, workaholism, one of my mentors said workaholism is the same as alcoholism, because you don't have to feel anything. You're numbing your feelings. So now that Danita is sober, she's feeling stuff that before it was numb because she was using a substance so she wouldn't have to feel. Oh yeah. And it just awakened to all of these unlimited possibilities and to who she is and, and even acknowledging your greatness because you published a book and you were just kind of like nonchalant and, and I'm like, but you are a published author. So, so how are you, shifting and changing even how you view yourself as far as what Danita can do? Um, Endless possibilities. And then for Mm -hmm. me was just the forgiveness, you know, um, like you said, publishing the book and still not feeling that I was worthy. I've always struggled with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And with becoming sober, I think it allowed me to really forgive my mom. And that was the one person I was never going to be like, I had a lot of hatred towards her. And I was like her, you know, I was her, you know, my own way. And so being able to um, be identify with that and forgive it, I think opened me up to being more confident. And um, I don't know, like you said, I think I had a lot of shame that I didn't know, I didn't recognize. And now I'm getting better. And so I do, I acknowledge my accomplishments and I'm happy about it. And you know, shame binds us. And shame is one area that they deal with in the whole CODA movement. And and when you said forgiving your mother, I always tell everybody, our parents did the best that they could with yeah. the knowledge that they had at the time. So you're free. You freed your mother. You're waking up to the unlimited possibilities of who you are. You're forgiving yourself. I have a... Uh, I don't know if it's a mantra, it might be a philosophy that if you don't get your soul healed, which is your your, your past, your memories, your childhood, uh, your mind, your thinking, you will choose one parent. You'll choose somebody like one parent and you'll become the other. So you said you became like your mom. I did. And everything in my you know, ever, I was a people pleaser. Everything that was in front of me, I didn't think I deserved. I didn't understand mm-hmm. why my husband was this way, why my friends were this way, why. And like you said, it, it was all a reflection of things that were going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I did. I was my mom. And the funny thing is we are from Nevada. My parents were in the casinos. My father is a dealer. And I ended up, I married a gambler. 
my I dad know that my dad raised us to That's not to I don't I don't know how to play cards and I never hang out in casinos and I swear I was not going to be like my mother and I turned out like her and then I was never going to be with someone who gambled my dad warned me about that and I married one so yeah, yeah but but now that you have a healed soul I'm gonna do a little coaching with you online right now do you mind now oh, that you it. have a healed soul I told Danita the best thing that she could do is just awaken, explore the possibilities because she's a different woman now. Raise up, you know, raise up vibrationally. The, the more healed her soul is emotions and psychologically, the more she's healed, she'll be vibrationally aligned to whoever she is supposed to attract. I tell people when you first get divorced, is not the time to date. Allow you yourself, <laughs> allow yourself to heal, and then at the right time, when you emailed me and said, uh, "I don't have a fairy tale ending," I'm like, "Oh, but you do. Look at where you are now. You've been sober. You have awakened. You're a published author. You're more independent. You're thinking. You heal. Look how healed you are, emotionally and psychologically." And that is that, you know what, and that, that is the gift. And I, that was kind of my, my old ways talking, you know, I'm so mm -hmm. used to having a relationship and having this, but I am, I mean, I bought a home. I, I am okay. You know, not with the dependency of a person or of alcohol. I really, I truly am okay. And I've never in my entire life been this healthy, been this active, been this present in my kid's life. Um, this is a first. And so wow. this, you, this is a happy ending. It is a happy Hopefully not ending, an ending but <laughs> happy right. journey. You know, and the interesting thing is, sorry about the light. Okay. Oh, no problem. You're fine. We coached. And then the next month you said, I'm qualified for a house. I'm like, whoa, she was making major decisions because she is awake. You've always been diligent about studying the law of attraction and all of those things. But can you see now how the debris has sort of been lifted up off of your life? And you're like, I can see. That's why that yeah. light, that's why the light had to come in on the video <laughs> because there's so much light in your life. And you seem very peaceful and authentic yeah i am and like you said i I've, I've been following you for years years and years and i've read the secret i've read all the books but what i was not doing was putting myself in a position to apply it and what i had to take out of the equation is alcohol and i, I you know there's nothing wrong with people who can balance that but mm -hmm. i from the beginning have never been able to once i took that piece out of the equation my life changed well, you know, I tell people, I've got a, a bottle of wine that's been in my refrigerator for a year. The lady who uh, cleans, uh, helps me keep my house clean, she said, Miss Constance, how long are you going to keep this bottle of wine in there? So that's not my, that's not my uh, deal. But put a piece of cake in there. So you see, there's no judgment here. So yours may be somebody, somebody may be using sugar, whatever it is. So that's why I don't bring sweets, certain things, breads and sweets. I just don't bring them into my house. But what I did with Danita, which is exhibit A, was I didn't coach her first. I did counseling with her first. I, I, I just personally think just, you know, in my own profession, I I just can't do that. To me, it wouldn't be ethical because 
you have to deal with what's going on the inside of people first. And then after that, you can coach them. So see, now it's a lot easier. I mean, I could coach you to whatever you want. Can you see the difference? I mean, if you said I wanted to start my own business, et cetera, but I am so proud of you and so happy for you and so grateful that God brought you into my life. You see, I pray for people to, I said, God only send me people who are open to me, who understand who I am and the gift that I have to offer, who are ready to do the inner work. And you did. And I, when I started coaching, I wanted you to slap a bandaid on everything. And I would never have achieved what I truly want and the, the, authentic relationships I want and the peace that I have now without doing the counseling part. Yeah. And I don't think anyone has ever heard the things they've told you or seen me cry and cry. And I, you know, I was always the type, I'm not going to cry. And you've seen it all. And I I didn't want to ever have to expose those parts of me, but that was the most clearing thing in the world is to get to the bottom of this stuff. So. And even God using you to come on the show and share this today. I don't know all the ways of God, but I feel that uh, in the area of transformation, that something is is shifting in you and forming in you. Uh, and, and I just see a an awesome future ahead for you. That includes love. You know, Danita liked to ask me, well, how long? I'm like, don't. <laughs> Everybody, I'm like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> when, can I, when can I date Constance? <laughs> what do you think the answer is to that? No, I, oh, I know. I'm, not, I'm still not ready, but I think it was about a month after my divorce. And I'm like, so this, this single life has been fun. When can I get out there? <laughs> I, hey, hey, everybody, I just looked at her. I'm like, is something, wrong with this? is something wrong with this connection or what? You know, what's going on here? And, you know, we're all wired for love. But the best thing that you can do in order to attract, you know, your best a divine partner, as James Powers so graciously shared, is to really just totally begin to allow the spirit to continue to heal you, shift yeah. you, change you, fall madly in love. Are you madly in love with yourself yet? And that's it. I, I'm getting there. And like yeah. you said, the love I want, I want the love I want, I want to have for myself. And so you're right on, you're nailing it right on the head. Because you want to be the thing that you want to attract you already Mm -hmm. uh, for for listeners you can't see her but she's extremely gorgeous when we got on this zoom call I'm like you look like a little doll let me put my lipstick on (laughs) you know and and so but the interesting thing is this is the uh, the law of attraction principle when you fall in love with yourself and accept yourself and care for yourself and you're in love with life, even the difficult places, you are vibrating all of that love out. You are a love vibration. You're not needy. You're not yearning. You're not wanting because you are love. I am love. So when you are a thing, excuse my English, but when you become the thing, you attract the thing. I love it. So in relationships, a lot of people are like, they're searching. If you're still wanting and longing for love, you're saying, I don't have it. And it's missing out of my life. 
So you're yep. more focused in on what you don't have than what you do have. Oh, yes. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Danita. So do you have any last words you want to say to listeners or... No, just touching on what you said, you know, being in that lack mentality, you're going to draw in more lack. And I think, um, I think I was in a victim mentality for a long time. You were. And once I, I was, and once I was accountable for my thoughts and what was in front of me and what I was attracting um, and, and got to the bottom of it, it changed my life. And then touching on the substance abuse and, and alcohol, it's so big. You know, I look at it's some big. of my old friends and how we would drink. I mean, we're, we're in our thirties and forties and we're, drinking and I mean alcohol is used to celebrate it's used for everything and I um I think I mentioned that to you I want to somehow help women and help young women with sobriety because mm. I if anyone was that person who thought they couldn't date dance have fun without drinking it was me and now I wouldn't touch it for anything you couldn't pay me and I have so much fun <laughs> and guess what this is your first opportunity to speak to women you never thought yes. of that. I never thought of that. And, and so if anybody is listening, Danita don't know I'm going to say this, <laughs> and you want to email me, and maybe you might be having a problem with alcohol or something like that. Danita, do you mind if they would uh, contact you? Would you be Not open to all. that? Okay. I would absolutely love it. Yes. Okay. So, and so uh, Danita knows that... Um, confidentiality is big with me that's why she had to be the one who said at the right time I want to come on your show and share and before I hit record today I said you share at the level that you want to share if you don't want to talk about something because of confidentiality we don't we don't have to uh, talk about it but you know gotta take your mess and turn it into a miracle and into ministry. That's what's happening in your life right now. And it that changes just, you. Because I remember a time I didn't, I wasn't going to admit to you, to myself, to the world. And now, I mean, I think you follow me on, I post memes about alcoholism. I, I didn't know I'm an open, I do, I'm an open book. Everyone knows I love to talk about it. I love to talk about why I don't drink. I love to bring up my mother. I, it's not, I'm not ashamed because I love my life and I love where I am. And I know what I went through and how to get out of it. And then just not afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And so if anybody is interested in coaching with me, what would you say to them, Danita? I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty firm, but I think I'm pretty loving too, but I'm gonna let you say Very that. loving. Yeah. Very motherly, very motherly, kind of the mom I never had. Um, Thank you. And you will, you know, whatever they think there might be coaching for, <laughs> I guarantee you're going to pull something else out of it, but yeah. it's life changing. It is. Well, everybody email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and I'll just forward those uh, messages to Danita and whatever she talks to you about, that ain't none of my business. And <laughs> Danita, what can I say? So proud of you. So love you. So grateful uh, to coach you. And the best is yet to come in your life, young lady. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> that ain't nothing but the truth. So everybody, uh, as I say every week, y'all know my new mantra for 2021 is to get happy, be happy, 
and stay happy and see what happens. So um, enjoy this week and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Streaming only on Peacock. John Wayne Gacy is suspected of having killed as many as 32. Straight from the killer's mouth. They want you to believe that I alone committed these murders. The new gripping six-part documentary series that investigates the crimes that shocked the nation. The thing everybody thought they knew wasn't the whole story. John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. All episodes streaming now. Devil in Disguise. Only on Peacock.